Welcome to Exarch Extracts with me, Matilda Siebrecht, as we summarise the latest reviewed articles from the most recent issue of the Exarch Journal. Hello and welcome to the Winter 2023 edition of Exarch Extracts. The first reviewed article is entitled Strategy of Presenting Prehistoric Sites Like an Open Air Stand, Why and How and from a Sustainable Development Perspective, written by Abu Azan. This article discusses the issues surrounding how we preserve and present prehistoric cultural sites, and especially how we can diversify cultural activities through engaging local communities in their cultural heritage. To do this, the author suggests the use of physical outreach centres at prehistoric sites, for example in the form of a kind of open-air stand, making sure to incorporate the sustainable development goals when managing, conserving and marketing the sites. The next article is titled, I'm really sorry my wife is not here today, she thinks I'm off my head. How open-air museums can create programs for people affected by dementia. Examples from Den Gamle Bay in Denmark. By Martin Brandt Dupret, Henning Lindberg and Anne-Marie Rechendorf. As always, I apologise severely for any mispronunciations of museum names, author names, etc. throughout this episode. Since 2004, the open-air museum Den Gamle Bay in Denmark has been running special programs for those suffering from dementia. The results of these programs were so successful that the museum opened a special House of Memory building in 2012, which has then further inspired similar plans in other international open-air museums. In this article, the authors share the results of the museum's collaboration in projects such as Conemore, Centre for Autobiographical Memory Research by Aarhus University, and the Erasmus Plus Active Aging and Heritage in Adult Learning. A really, really interesting and relevant topic, so definitely give that one a read. The third reviewed article looks at Experimental Archaeology and the Sustainability of Dental Calculus Research, The Case of Chocolate and the Nuns of St. Maria della Stella's Church, Saluzzo, Italy, written by Sara Sandron, Anita Radini, Dominique Scalaroni, Beatrice De Marci, Rosa Boano, Alison Biac and Cintiana Spiteri. Although the title might suggest some kind of cosy murder mystery, the only detective work going on in this article is to try and discover whether it is possible to find archaeological traces of the consumption of chocolate through the analysis of dental calculus. Since its introduction during the Colombian exchange, chocolate has grown to become a huge part of Italian culture, and today Italy is Europe's second largest chocolate producer. So research such as that conducted in this experimental study can therefore provide fascinating insights into the more hidden history of this delicious item. A really interesting study. If you're interested in learning more about the approaches used, definitely give it a read. Next up, we have Can Experimental Archaeology Confirm Ethnographic Evidence? The Case of Aboriginal Boomerangs Used as Retouches, written by Eva Francesca Martellotta. Now, you might look at a boomerang and think that you know what it was used for, but according to this experimental study, you might be wrong. Aside from their better known use as a hunting tool, boomerangs are also seen by Aboriginal cultures as extremely adaptable tools that can be used in tasks such as chopping, digging, making fire, playing music, and, as the title of this article suggests, in retouching stone tools. The study combines experimental archaeology and useware analysis and provides some really interesting results on the different possibilities related to boomerang use in the past. 
The fifth case study asks, how were half moons on shells made in the Upper Paleolithic? An experimental approach by Anna Maria Daniela. As with so many objects from the past, the shell ornaments, shaped like half moons, discovered in the Upper Paleolithic levels of the site of Grotta Constinienza, have been studied many times, but nobody has actually tried to make one. Until now, that is. <laughs> in this article, the author replicates the creation of these objects and provides full details of the methods used and also the results, which lead to some surprising conclusions, especially on the ease of the activity. The next article tells us to look at the bones, <laughs> adding bone in a bloomery iron smelt by Daryl Markovitz. Following the publication in 2019 of claims that human and animal bones were added to the process during the creation of Viking Age swords, the author here conducted experiments to see whether indeed the addition of bones would make any difference to the process, and provided the result. Bones from turkey, pig, and cow were used at all different stages of the smithing process, and the results suggested it would be difficult to identify such additions archaeologically. The article goes into a lot of detail with the experimental method, and also has an in-depth discussion on the implications of the results, as well as issues surrounding their interpretation. Last, but definitely not least, the final peer-reviewed article of this edition is entitled Testing Roman Glass in the Flame by Sue Heiser. One of the many issues that faces experimental archaeologists is access to historically accurate materials. In many cases, truly authentic material is either rare or else completely unavailable, and so many researchers make do with comparable modern variations. In this article, the author investigates the difference in properties while working authentic Roman glass versus the modern glass often used to create medieval beads, in order to see how much disparity there might be in between the experience of creating experimental replicas versus the real objects. The article is very, very detailed in its methodology and results and would definitely be of interest to anyone interested in glass bead making and the issue of replication using modern materials. As well as these peer-reviewed research articles, this edition of the Exarch Journal also has several unreviewed mixed matters articles. Six book reviews this time. We have Natural Leather Tanning by Marcus Kleck, reviewed by Douglas Mayer. Phase Werkstatt by Doris Fischer, reviewed by Christine Spalding, Experimentelle Archäologie, Vergessen Technologien auf der Spur, reviewed by Wolf Hein, Archaeology as Festival, Virtual Wanderings Through Festival Chat During COVID-19 by Kitty and Karaha, reviewed by Steve Burrow, Experimentelle Archäologie, Jahrbuch 2022, reviewed by Stephanie Ulrich, and Celtiform Pendants of the Pre-Columbian Costa Rica Production, Distribution and Experimental Replication by Waka Koboyama Haraikawa, reviewed by Leanne Culbertson. We also have four event reviews. Retold, review of the meeting at the Stone Age Park Dithmarchsen, Albersdorf, September 2023, reviewed by Rudiger Kelm. The Norwegian Forum for Experimental Archaeology 2023, reviewed by Frederik Björnes. Celebrating 10 years of experimental archaeology at the Baltic Experimental Archaeology Summer School in Riga, Latvia, reviewed by Giovanna Fregni, and Experimental Archaeology in Denmark 2023, reviewed by Jani Marie Christensen. And amongst all of these reviews, there's also a feature article entitled Experimental Archaeological Factors of Primary Education in China, written by Bang Cheng Tang and Hong Jie Wang.
So a very packed edition this quarter. Lots and lots of interesting studies and reviews. Thank you so much to all of our authors for sending those in. This was Exarch Extracts. If you want to find out more about the research mentioned in this episode, check out the latest edition of the Exarch Journal, which can be accessed online at exarch.net forward slash journal.